Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Consumatious Ant. And me, Atreya. And today, we are not going to be talking about Van Gogh's death. <laughs> you do this every week. Every week, you prompt next week's episode. And then every week, you come in and you go, we're not going to be talking about what I thought we were going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about something completely different. Right, there's logic here, right? So, because it's spoopy season, we got to get in on that clickbait. So, <laughs> oh no, going to be talking about ghosts and ghouls for the hey. next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, you've got a month to convince me, right? That's all I'm saying. I mean, aren't you the one with the stories? <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I'll, I'll did, just tell you that they're true. All? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Okay, you can't debunk right. them all, but okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see, won't yes, we? we? Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the Hammersmith ghost. Oh, nice. I like Which this. is the first and maybe only time that a ghost was shot. <laughs> and it does bring up the interesting philosophical and lawful question of should you be shooting ghosts dead? <laughs> Should you be shooting ghosts dead? Oh, shooting ghosts, to be honest with you. <laughs> to try to cause harm to ghosts. To ghosts. Should you, should you be doing it? Well, I mean, so if you thought that it wasn't a ghost and it was just... I, like, I don't know why you would, why you would shoot at a ghost anyway, because A... You would assume it's a ghost, so a gun can't hurt it. And B, if you thought that it wasn't a ghost and you weren't quite sure what it was, you would think that it was a human being, and then why are you shooting at a human being? Yeah, I think really the moral of the story at the end is education Just rather don't shoot than. Anybody. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's the way forward. Yeah. America, take note. Uh, <laughs> okay, what are you on about, Anne? You could take all the guns in America away. They took all the guns in England away, that's why we have high knife crime. <laughs> If they took the knives away, there'd be spoon-related deaths. (laughs) (laughs) And you know it. (laughs) Give me your fucking wallet or I'll spoon you. (laughs) Oh, God. Depending on who that comes from, that could be terrible. I mean, either way, yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't like to be spooned in broad daylight. Uh, Or even down a dark alley, to be quite honest. Uh, (laughs) Not without consent, anyway. (laughs) As if you would never give consent. I know, yeah. It's implicit always. Uh, just human touch. <laughs> so all I ever want. Uh, anyway, uh, so Hammersmith is uh, famous for Richard Richard and Edward Hitler, the Hammersmith <laughs> hard men from bottom. Uh, and very little else because the first thing I found the first result that I got was a water polo club uh, that was famous and I thought no too posh for me not even gonna look anymore <laughs> uh, Good plan. it's near Chelsea and Fulham so it's kind of like what do you expect that kind of uh, yeah that kind of area it's five miles away from Buckingham Palace and during the time that this took place it was the border between where london city actually began and where the countryside was slowly losing ground to uh the population i suppose so transport you back to the 
Dickensian London when George III was just setting sail to sort out Napoleon. And uh, John Dalton had just presented the first table of atomic weights at the uh, Manchester Literature, Literary and Philosophical Society. I had to get that in Manchester, innit? Uh, <laughs> You're trying to bring them up in the world. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah, we've got to have something, yeah, that and canals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on the dark streets of Hammersmith, a ghoul was roaming free. So, basically, this ghost was spotted in November of 1803 in and around Hammersmith Churchyard. Now, that's a little bit on the nose for me, for a ghost to be spotted in a churchyard. It's a little bit too... Yeah, where else are they going to be, dickhead? I don't know, because they've never been, like... Presumably a ghost haunts where they died or where they enjoyed being in life. And I don't know anybody that enjoys being in a graveyard. And I don't feel like that, like, just because that's where your body goes. Like, you're dead before you get to the... Well before you get to the graveyard. Unless unless you have, like, a heart attack in a graveyard. Yeah, or, like, one of them statue things falls on you or that well yeah. yeah walking through yeah uh yeah i think it's a little bit on the nose so i'm already going mm, with this one and we've only just begun so uh, <laughs> oh god you're gonna make me work for this one aren't you <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so over the coming weeks and months, uh, many people claim to have seen this spectre, with several people claiming to have been accosted by the Phantom. One stagecoach driver fled in terror, leaving his horses and 16 passengers. <laughs> what? When he saw the entity. So Wait, he, he just, just kind of went, see ya! He just jumped off and ran away. <laughs> Literally, he was driving an eight-horse carriage, which <laughs> at the time was like your stagecoach bus or whatever bus. So he just seen it and went, ghost! And kind of did a Scooby-Doo and Shaggy kind of thing and disappeared into the night. Why didn't he drive the carriage away? Surely it can go faster than he can. Maybe not at that point. He was that hyped up on fear. I don't know. Uh... One woman died of fear when she was approached by the apparition. She apparently uh, fainted and she never recovered, dying a few days later. Wow. She had a faint heart. I mean, it did say elderly woman, but there's no actual record of it in, like, if you look for deaths around the time. It's not, it's just one of them. Uh, And Thomas Groom who was a, uh, he worked at a brewery. He was seized around the throat by the wraith as he walked through the churchyard. He worked at a brewery. Well, yeah, exactly. And he was using it as a shortcut, this churchyard as a shortcut. So maybe that's a lesson for all of us. Don't take shortcuts. If you work in a a brewery and have been sampling the goods. Well, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, but apparently the being was spooked by Thomas's companion and uh, after having his hands around its neck, he gave Thomas a twist around and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist. He tried to punch it, he's trying to say, but he doesn't want to get done for 
ABH or anything like that. Uh, and he felt something soft, like a great coat. Right. So, so it's likely he was trying to hit an actual person then, that they bumped into an actual bloke. Probably. And uh, he was wearing a big coat. coat a big coat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the descriptions of the Revenant were pretty standard. A very tall being dressed in all white. Again, a little bit on the nose for a ghost for me. That <laughs> uh, Did it have eye holes cut in the sheet as well? It's funny you should say that because oh, maybe God. some tablecloth related issues come up later. Uh-huh. <laughs> come on! <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> but then speculation started to run rampant through the denizens of Hammersmith that the White was a man who had committed suicide the previous year and was buried in Hammersmith Churchyard. This kind of came from the belief that suicide was a sin against God and because he was buried on consecrated ground, he couldn't rest in the afterlife, so he just thought he'd mess with people in real life, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the populace of Hammersmith lived under the threat of being dragged down to hell by the very demons themselves, apparently, for three months, because Sir Robert Peel had yet to sort himself out and establish the organised police force that we know today. Uh, they catch ghosts now. Well, no, but there wasn't any kind of law enforcement around, so they couldn't have, they couldn't report it to anyone. It was just like, they can't go to the police and go, I've just been accosted by a, a ghoul, because there was no police to go to. Yeah, I know, but would uh, you do that nowadays? There are police to go to, and you, would you go, hey, I've just been accosted by a ghost in a graveyard? Depends what kind of hat the person is wearing, I suppose. I mean, if they like the tinfoil kind, they probably might. Uh, I have a tinfoil hat and I would not go to the police about ghosts. I'd go to Ed and Lorraine or a priest or, you know, the Roman Catholic Church or, you know, Zach Bagans. Give me an excuse to uh, give him a phone call, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny It's funny you should mention the church because at the time, because there wasn't a organised police force, there was local parish constables and basically uh, night watchmen who were basically kind of a private militia and they ran law and order. And if you were out after dark without a decent reason, then the night watchmen would either take a bung or give you a kick in. And, uh, That's pretty some... harsh, so you couldn't just walk around whenever you wanted to. No, you needed a good reason to be out after dark. It was like proper curfews time. Uh, I don't know if there was less crime, but some people didn't take too kindly to this, especially people of high standing. And when Lord Fielding was stopped... By, when his carriage was stopped by a constable, uh, he uh, he threatened to box the ears of the constable that stopped his coach at 1am, as it wow. was a disgrace to stop someone of his standing. Well, I the agree. Con- well, I mean, the constable replied back, mate, you're in a carriage. I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. That's so true. 
Yeah, I can only see the driver, and he looks shifty. So. Yeah, but you, you would assume though, if you were, if you were in a carriage at one o'clock in the morning, you're probably coming back from a party or something. You're not going to be up to like Jack the Ripper wasn't trawling the streets in a carriage, was he? Picking up hookers and things like that. That's why he didn't get caught. <laughs> see. Because <laughs> he was in a carriage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just he was just skulking around the streets, and no one saw him. <laughs> he didn't look sus because he was in a carriage. Well, that would make sense. Maybe we've solved that one then. Maybe you've maybe you've just solved exactly. It. He got away with it because he weren't in a ca- if he would have been in a carriage, he would have been. So he wasn't higher born. So there we go. So we've already ruled out suspects. In that case, <laughs> yes, we've ruled out so many, like twenty percent of the population of London at the time. Yeah. So possibly less. So it's yeah. I mean, it's better than fifteen percent, I suppose. Sure, why not? Every clap. I'll give you it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you, you it. <laughs> uh, so it was one of these such night watchmen, uh, William Girdler, that saw the Lemure. Now, I'm trying to use synonyms for ghost because I don't want to repeat myself, and that is a Roman word for ghost. That only you knew. Me me, and the Oxford thesaurus, right? Well, to be honest, I thought you were getting confused with lemurs, and I was going to say, well, I don't think that that word means what you think it means and and i think if people had seen a lemur they probably would have known that it wasn't a ghost that it was a lemur everybody knows what king julian looks like not in them days but if you think that's bad we've still got another at least half an hour of this to go so i'm gonna try (laughs) i'm gonna try not to repeat ghosts see i see see how good we get with that (laughs) this will be interesting yeah so on the 29th of December, near Beaver Lane, which I, I had to mention just because it amuses me, William Girdler saw the aforesaid Lemur and uh, he gave chase. But in a strange twist, for being threw off its shroud and managed to disappear into the night. Right. I feel like it probably would have been stealthier if it wasn't wearing its shroud. It could have just walked around invisible. I don't, why did it? Why did it put its shroud on? So people could see it. Obviously, I mean, if it's invisible, how is it spooking people? Well, yeah, but then as soon as somebody sees it, it just takes its shroud off and then goes see ya. What's the point of that? Leave it on and do a bit of ooh. But Girdler was was not afraid. He ch- gave chase, and the ghost went, "Oh fucking hell! Someone's coming! Quick! Oh, what do I do? Oh, right, okay. Get naked." <laughs> I mean. My favourite pastime. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 scaring people, not getting naked. Oh right, I was going to say that's that's how I make people <laughs> stop chasing me. Get naked. <laughs> they start running the other way. I'll be quite honest with you. Faster <laughs> than they were coming towards me. Uh, so, according to Girdler, many people were very much frightened. It's terrible English, but it was eighteen hundred, so I let him off. Uh, and people started to take matters into their own hands by forming armed either gangs or patrols, depends which side you come down on, yeah, uh, to try and apprehend the Bodach. It's Gaelic, that one. Uh, <laughs> and which, which, to be fair, had as many mentions in 2019 as it did at the turn of the 19th century. Uh, yeah. Any reason? I have People no... just like how it sounded. Yeah, I've got no, absolutely no idea. That was via Oxford languages. It, it peaked in the 1840s. That's when it was most used, that word. Uh, 
just and then just, just everyone just rediscovered it in 2019 apparently so yes and it kind of skyrocketed on the little graph that uh i saw uh, I, I mean i don't know how many mentions it had it could be like three rather than none <laughs> so yeah so uh, now we enter stage left francis smith who was a 29 year old excise officer and on the night of the 3rd of January, 1804, he, he's just had enough. He was sick and tired. He personally had had no previous run-ins with a ghost, so what he was sick and tired of, I have no idea. <laughs> but he uh, he got his shotgun and went on the hunt for the doopy. West African <laughs> in origin, that one. <laughs> Are you, like, going to put all of these together in, like, a clip at some point? I'm going to have to now you said that, aren't I? <laughs> yes you are uh, and then get slated on my pronunciation <laughs> thank god there's no Norwegian ones in here <laughs> you should have asked <laughs> god yeah here we go might have to edit it in <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wasn't going out on the hunt on his own though he took his very good friend Dutch Courage with him because beforehand he got smashed in the Black Lion pub why wouldn't you Exactly, and there is an actual plaque on the side of the place that stands there now saying, in here used to stand the Black Lion pub. Uh, it was famous because uh, Francis Smith got pissed in here and went out and shot a ghost. I mean, that's what every good ghost hunter does. They, they get wasted before they go ghost hunting. I a hundred percent believe that. I a hundred percent they uh, <laughs> they get wasted. Yeah, and I go. I can see three of them. Uh. <laughs> I do feel bad that the Black Lion pub's not there anymore, though. That's a shame. Uh, I think the pub that's there is actually called the Black Lion, but it isn't. Well, it's it's definitely the not the original. No, no, it's got white stone. Uh, well, that's not as good. Yeah. So, uh, Francis Smith, on his wobbly rounds, he met Girdler and stated that he would take the ghost if possible. And Girdler agreed to join him after he called the 11 o'clock hour. I mean, he was proper busy. He was like, I've got nothing to do for the next 53 minutes, but yeah, I'll see you after 11. Unfortunately, as as history bears out, that was just a few minutes too late for him to do anything about what unfolded. Because now we enter our apparent ghost, or or assumed ghost, let us say. Have you run out of uh, synonyms? I did, I did. Oh, I'm not right. good on the fly, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, as, as everyone should know that. Uh, <laughs> So this was Thomas Millwood. Now, Millwood had been mistaken for the visage. There we go. On two previous occasions because of what he wore. Now, he was a bricklayer and he wore, as was the fashion at the time, and probably still is today, to be honest with you, if you're a painter and decorator. Uh, he well, wore... Painter and decorator is a bit different to a bricklayer, aren't they? Well, it's all the same umbrella, I feel it? like the painters and the decorators and the bricklayers would beg to differ quite strongly. I mean, they're, they're in. all uned, boom, boom, all uneducated peons, aren't they? I mean, I feel like there's a bricklayer who's got a cordial with your face written on it. I'm only joking. I'm only saying that as I love all our bricklayer and painter and decorator brethren, I too am uneducated like you. You can probably tell by the accent. 
But he was he, he the, the point is please 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 if you're gonna comment then comment like subscribe and comment because it helps the algorithm. Helps the algorithm. Don't, yeah, don't slag me off. I mean you can do <laughs> as long as you comment in on it, but don't send me hate mail. I already do that. Yeah, exactly. Mind. Between you and my wife, it's my inbox <laughs> is full. Uh, <laughs> so he, he was wearing white linen trousers, a flannel waistcoat which was apparently new but it was also white and a white apron on one of the previous occasions that he'd been mistaken for the uh fuck visage you've already used that one spirit use that spirit we'll Um, go with that uh, oxford dictionary one ant nil got off script it's god it's god it's all god (laughs) On, the, on, on one of the previous occasions, edit in, edit in. On one of the previous occasions, a man and two women driving a carriage exclaimed, There goes the ghost! And Millwood retorted. <laughs> what accent was that supposed to I've be? I've been practicing that all week. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, I love it. Okay. Oh, Sorry, Duke. Duke no, no one deflated now. <laughs> and Millwood <laughs> retorted that he was as much as the ghost as the women in the carriage, and then asked the gentleman, "Do you want a punch in the head?" <laughs> this is definitely a Nova Dome British accent going on here right now. Do you want a punch in the head? <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> Practicing all week. Oh, practice harder. Fuck it, hell, John. Right. <laughs> so he asked him if he wanted a punch in the head. Pretty much that. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I, do. I, yeah, I don't know if the guy said yes or no. There's no evidence on that basis. Uh, but alas, on the fateful night of the 3rd of January, Millwood, he was just chilling at his parents' house with his sister. And even before he'd left and the front door had shut, Anne Millwood, Thomas's sister, Heard Smith challenge her brother. Damn you! Who are you? And what are you? Damn you! I'll shoot you! He said. <laughs> and Smith did as he promised and shot Millwood through the lower jaw and killed him. He's still laughing, yeah? No, right, there you go. See? But your accent is terrible. That's how... That's, that's so is your... <laughs> so is your... Uh... Improvisation accents. Cockney, cockney, yeah, geezer, geezer. Isn't that what they do? Michael Caine is cursing you right now. My name is Michael Caine. See? Oh. <laughs> okay, that wasn't all right, good. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one a little bit. A little bit. See, see. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so... Girdler and Smith's neighbour, John Locke, heard the shot. So, Hammersmith can't be that big, really. (laughs) To be quite honest, if if his neighbour and Girdler, who's supposed to be calling 11 o'clock somewhere, was just round the corner. Well, if Hammersmith's really small, he could just shout it where he stands and everyone would still hear. Yeah, I suppose. And in fairness, he shot him with a fucking blunderbuss. So... Wow. Yeah. Was he point blank? Yeah. He just, he, like, literally. And why, 
this, why would a ghost just step out of a door and go, see you, sister? <laughs> why, anyway, education. <laughs> they heard the shot and they met Smith, who appeared agitated. Wow. I think that may be an understatement, to be honest, but... He might not have given that much of a shit, really. Well, he'd just seen a ghost, hadn't he, really? So, I mean... He'd be more agitated by the fact he's just shot a dude. That as well. Oh, God damn it! I was supposed to hit the ghost. Who is this idiot wearing painter and decorator overalls? He's a fucking bricklayer. What's he dressed like a painter and a decorator for? This makes no sense. Get cement on them whites. You never get it out. God damn it. <laughs> Brought it on himself. Yeah, exactly. As soon as Girdler and Smith's neighbour turned up, they saw Millwood's body and not just a sheet lying on the floor. Uh, and they said, uh, just, just, just chill the fuck out, man, and go home to Smith. But before he could do, a constable arrived and took him into custody. Now, Millwood's body was taken to a local inn so a doctor could examine him. Can you imagine being in Weatherspoons or something? Someone just brings a body into the pub while you're trying to have your, you know, like Tuesday State Club. Six ninety nine. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and is is there a doctor in here? There is. There has to be a doctor in this pub somewhere. All pubs have doctors. Doctors have to drink. Doctors enjoy alcohol. So, which one of you goddamn people with your State Club Tuesday is a doctor? And everyone's like. And just some guy in the back goes, me, I've got a PhD in art history. <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, mate, this is brilliant. <laughs> doctors in this pub. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I'm sure there were other places they could have gone, but their first thing was go, probably. yeah, was to go pub. <laughs> that sounds like a really terrible excuse for a drink. <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, just, oh, well, while we're here, I mean, we may as well. It'd be rude not to. He's not going anywhere, is he? Exactly. And as well, bearing in mind, this has gone 11 o'clock because Gilda's just called the hour at 11. So everyone's in the pub. Oh, well. And you're not allowed to be out after dark. Maybe maybe it was the summer. Maybe is it, what, what, what time of year was it? It was... January. Oh, yeah. That would have been dark. Which which leads us on to the point of uh, when he's in, in court, his wife, uh, Millwood's wife, was begging him to wear an overcoat because of what was happening in the area. There was this ghost and she was going, you're dressed in white, dickhead. <laughs> the ghost is dressed in white. It's January. It's cold. Put a fucking coat on. And he went, nah, I'm double odd. Oh, fucking London, innit? Yeah. <laughs> that was better. Getting there. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So, yeah, then he just refused. So, I, I, don't, I don't... Maybe it's because he was dressed the... like a fucking painter and decorator and not a ghost. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sweetheart, I'm, I'm a painter and a decorator. I'm, I'm a bricklayer that's dressed like a painter and a decorator. Regardless, nobody is going ex- to think that a tradesman... Is a ghost. Exactly. Right, egg, I'm a egg brick on his layer. face. A bricklayer cosplaying a painter and decorator from the future, right? <laughs> it works, that is the but... most terrible cosplay ever. 
I'm going to Newcastle uh, Comic Con next year, is that? <laughs> Painter and decorator from the 1800s pretending he's from the future. <laughs> I'm really a bricklayer. <laughs> oh, blew your mind. Mind <laughs> uh, blown. So, I mean, this, it may be a little bit like bizarre, but this actually wasn't really solved until 1983. Not the fact, not the fact of who did what to who, but whether it's justifiable. So this was a massive case in English law, or or it had been for the previous 100, 200 years from 1983 back, because of the trial because Smith was he was really remorseful he was he he didn't he, he he'd done a horrible thing he knew he'd done a horrible thing he'd killed someone but he just wanted to be Zach Baggins and be a ghost hunter with he a blunderbuss want... Zach would never take a blunderbuss to a ghost fight yeah I mean I'd say because he's educated but that falls down real fast when you watch him uh, wow don't you be bashing on Zach. Uh, I know. I love him. I know. I've got a feeling his lawyers are going to contact me at some point <laughs> about a shit I give him. Uh, if they do, can you ask for his number and give it to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, then we'll both get restraining orders. Uh, <laughs> Very true. No, he might He might enjoy my company. We have a lot of the same ideals. I think they would get on really well. And he likes dogs. I like dogs. He likes animals. I like animals. He's got a nice house. I like houses. Yeah, from personal experience, uh, I don't think he would. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't even have a decent comeback for that. <laughs> Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Uh, wow. So is my fist in your face. <laughs> I'm going to see you. <laughs> That's going to hurt a buttload as well. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're never going to meet up ever. Uh <laughs> I know where you live, dickhead. I've got your address. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like your wife will let me straight in if I, if I tell her I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, gee, like, gee, oh, help. gee whiz. Oh, she'll give you the bat. She would, yeah. Uh, but I'll help. I'll hold him down. <laughs> she, she knows all the weak spots as well. She's had plenty of fucking experience with that. Uh, but yeah, the 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 part of this being about English law. So Mill would have done nothing to get shot, if you know what I mean. This wasn't in self defence. It wasn't Millwood wasn't in the the act of committing a crime or anything like that. And the judge, George Chief Justice Baron Macdonald said, "I should betray my duty, partially because he's he's a lord." So. I should betray my duty and injure the public security if I did not persist in asserting this is a long fucking speech I should have thought about this if I did not persist in asserting that this is a clear case of murder right he's a judge he's supposed to be impartial but he's just gone he's fucking murdered him lads right this is the worst audiobook ever (laughs) if the facts to be proved to your satisfaction all killing, whatever, amounts to murder, unless justified by the law or in self-defence. 
in cases of some involuntary acts or some sufficiently violent provocation, it becomes manslaughter. Not one of these circumstances occur here. So an hour later, the jury came back and went, yeah, it's manslaughter. And the judge went, for fuck's sake, what did I just say? It was an hour ago. It's not, man, you can't, not, no. Uh, so he told the jury that the court could not receive such a verdict because there was no case of manslaughter here. So what's the point of having the jury? Yeah, pretty much the judge has gone, this is murder, right? So, well, I don't care what you lot say. Yeah, it's it's murder, right? I've told you it's murder. I don't know if they had defence lawyers or whatever's going on, or if the judge just listens to some shit and goes, he did it, he fucking did it. He I just makes he his it. mind up. He's just like, mm, normally I would let the jury decide, but on this occasion they're all fucking idiots. Yeah. So I overturn their uh, decision and say that, yes, it was man, it was a murder, not manslaughter. Yeah. Go home. 12 men strong and true. I've got 12 meat bags here. I'm going to make their decision <laughs> for him. No, fucking killed him. All right, guillotine. Smooth. Yeah. Gallows for you, son. See ya. So wasn't self-defense. It, it couldn't be manslaughter. So it was either murder or nothing. So then the jury came back and went, well, it's fucking murder now. You've shouted at us for two hours, <laughs> dickhead. Well, go home. Oh. <laughs> They came back with a guilty verdict and Smith was sentenced to death by McDonald's Oof. to hang from the gallows. Death by McDonald's? Death by McDonald's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> eat the Big Mac! <laughs> eat it! <laughs> You're going to keep eating these until you explode in front of our eyes. There are worse ways to go. I can't think of many. <laughs> then, then dying on McDonald's, are you... Yeah, I've not had a McDonald's for about 10 years. Well, that just explains why you're always so miserable. It could it could actually explain a lot of things in my life, uh, to be honest with you. Depriving yourself of fun and happiness. I last had a Burger King in 2016, and the only reason I know that is because it was uh, at the Olympics. Dear God. No wonder you're depressed. You went to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. I don't know if I can help you anymore. 2016, the Olympics were in Brazil, in Rio, so... Like, that... that makes it okay? Firstly, you chose Burger King over Mackey's. Secondly, you are a fucking computer nerd that went to a sporting event. What the f... I... I enjoy sporting events, please. And, you don't whoa, play sports. Less of the... I don't now. Not with you my never... knees and my back. You never played sports. Fine. Apex doesn't count. I get tennis elbow quite a lot. I'll be quite honest with you. Masturbation is not a sport. Here's <laughs> the if way I was, do it. Here's the way be... I do it. Tell you. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. It would be in the Olympics if it was. Oh, God. No, it wouldn't. Cause... Oh, God. Can you imagine that? Oh, God. my gran would lose her absolute shit. She would love that. <laughs> she would. <laughs> that, that went a different way than I expected it to. She absolutely love it. would love that. <laughs> I don't think anyone would love watching that. I mean... My gran hasn't seen action for quite yeah. some decades. How would you judge it on distance or, like, technique and style? Like, maybe it's like... Mm, I, I, like, I would like to think it would be distance, but I feel like it would be stamina. Yeah. But I think it should be distance. You should have to hit a target. 
Yeah. Can you imagine the trial? Like shot put. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, we've oh we've created some kind of. <laughs> we've created a monster. Yeah. That's all I'll think of now. How uh, far you can? I mean, that's my excuse now. I'm I'm in training. I'm going for gold. Uh, all right. Okay. You it. should be getting the tape measure out then and trying to improve your distance. I mean, I still want to keep my amateur status, though, to be honest. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's the way you compete at the Olympics. You can't be a professional. You can't be a professional? Uh, yeah, I don't at know. At the Olympics? I don't know what it used to be. I don't know. I feel like you... I feel like they are professionals at the Olympics. I mean, I don't watch it, but I feel like it's a thing. I mean, it is a thing, obviously. It's clearly a thing. It's been on TV, so... No, I, I've seen <laughs> I it. Mean, I mean, being a professional, like, you don't see any... Like you don't see Nick Frost lining up to do the 300 metres, do you? Yeah, but they don't get a wage. Well, yeah. Do they? What, like, what, what, why would you pay somebody to play sports for fun? That's ridiculous. No, but like, this is, this is like, we're Look boxers. At the footballers, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So boxers, like, they get paid for having a fight, don't they? But in the Olympics... Yeah, but they're getting punched in the face for money. Yeah, but there's boxing in the Olympics and they don't get paid. And then it's it's you, you choose whether to go... If you like the gold medal, like Joshua won the gold medal. We're, we've gone off on a tangent now and talking <laughs> far too much about sport, but Joshua won the gold medal at London, maybe, or the one before that. He won the gold medal and then decided to go, rather than keep it amateur, he went professional and now he gets like knocked out after fucking seven rounds but yeah so they don't get paid they get sponsorship and and they they get funded but they don't get a wage which is the difference between professional and amateur i would assume they get a big fuck off gold medal at the end melt it down sell it it's not real gold (laughs) it's not real gold no what the fuck there's like less than one percent in it. The ones at Japan were made from uh, chocolate pennies. No, that would be awesome. But they were made from computer bits. What? Melted down computer bits. It was the first. Uh, Why sustain- is everyone going nuts over the gold medal then? It's, it's worth fuck all. You can't even pawn it. Well, I mean, they're not going to be fleecing it, are they? In cash converters. Well, yeah, mate, know. how much would you give me for this? Ooh. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want somebody else's medal. There's people out there that would, though, I suppose. And then when you go around the house, you go, you know, I'd never notice you with your beer gut in Japan. Uh, <laughs> what'd you win that medal for? Did they not get the names put on it or anything? Yeah, probably. I, I would yeah. assume. So, like, if somebody came into my house, be like, eh, didn't know you were that into Jessica Ennis. I'm not. I thought it was a chocolate coin. <laughs> Devastated when I got it home. <laughs> now I know why it was two grand off eBay. Fuck you know. Some really people have just got fix. money to burn. <laughs> really needed a fix at that time. <laughs> just fancy cheap shit chocolate. None of this galaxy crap. <laughs> no, not well-made chocolate. Just crappy churned out stuff. <laughs> and it was too early for advent calendars. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm devastated. But yeah, as we 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 go back. Uh, so Smith was sentenced to hang. But in fairness 
to uh, the Judge MacDonald. He did petition King George about the case and explain pretty much what had gone on. And the sentence was commuted to a year's hard labour. What? That's... That's a bit of a downgrade right there. I'd I'd say it's, yeah, it's one extreme to the other, but hard labour, 1800s, I mean, it wasn't like sewing jumpsuits or making driving license, car license plates. It was like probably really cracking rocks for 18 hours a day. I bet it was litter picking. Death or litter picking. Well, could, Choose. Yeah, could very well be. Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Uh, oh, I really hate litter picking. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so shit. It hurts yeah. my back. I can't be asked. Don't even give you a stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so, yeah, and then all the press coverage apparently made the real culprit come forward who was a uh, a John Graham who was an elderly shoe, shoemaker who had been dressing up as a ghost by using a white sheet to frighten <laughs> his apprentice who had been telling Graham's children ghost stories. Wow. So he was just doing it for funsies? Yeah, apparently over a three month period. Uh... But did, was, it, was he like out in the streets or just like in his work, in his shoe workshop, just jumping out, going rah to his apprentice. Apparently, out a- in this graveyard, jumping out on random people that he thought was his apprentice. What? The, what? Oh, his apprentice must have one of them faces. And they blend into the crowd. They look like everybody else. Like, you think somebody you work with every day, you'd recognise? It'd be like working with Michael from the office. Like, you know. <laughs> Calm down, John. Come on. Maybe he couldn't see properly through the sheet and he just thought, well, I know he's coming this way at some point after work, so I'll just play it safe and I'll just jump out on everybody that comes through this graveyard. And then I can't miss him, can I? I'll have a bit of fun in the process. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Like, I mean, cast a wide net, I suppose. Yeah. It's all fun and games until a painter and decorator and cosplay gets shot in it. Exactly. Exactly. It's all shits and giggles. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, so the def- the, the actual defence that Smith was using is actually a legal defence nowadays, if you can actually use it, for, for the 1983 case of uh, Gladstone Williams. So Gladstone Williams, he saw a younger man being dragged violently away by an older man, and the younger man was shouting for help. And without thinking, he acted on instinct and assaulted the older man, thinking that a crime was being was happening in front of him. As but you would. Unfortunately, the older man turned out to be old Bill, and he was arresting a thief. So Gladstone oh. was arrested and charged with ABH, which is aggravated bodily assault. Now he was actually convicted of this, but on appeal, Lord. Chief Justice Lane said, this is long, so I ain't going to do a voice. Uh, <laughs> Important edit. So I did read out what the judge said during the trial, but after listening back to it, it is an absolute horror show. So I'm just going to paraphrase it and hopefully I get it right. 
basically, what that Can means... Can you paraphrase? <laughs> yeah. If if Gladstone was trying to have a... Like, try to kid on the jury, and he actually knew it was old Bill and the thief with his friend, and he went over and punched the policeman, that's not acceptable, obviously. So that isn't a defence. It's got to be proved that he was actually... He didn't know that this was a policeman. So, right. So in the first half, he's saying... In the case of self-defence, if the defendant believes truly, deep down in his heart, with all his mind, body and soul, that something bad's happening and he steps in, then that's fine. But this is what the jury have to believe. It's not what you, you tell. Because anyone can go into court and go, yeah, yeah, I seen him attacking him and uh, I give him a kick in because I thought he was a ghost. Anyone could say that, but the case has to be proved for that to have been believed. Hmm. So okay. it, it's it's a legal defence, but right. I don't know how you're going to prove it. Yeah, it seems a bit hazy. Longer story short is, basically, because Smith thought he was being attacked or approached by a ghost, and because he believed in ghosts, in theory... As a legal defence, he would have been acquitted. Yeah. Oh, so I've got to remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, punch indeed. you in the face. But you've got to try and prove it. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I thought yeah, he was a I ghost. Thought, I thought he was a ghost. He was coming at me yeah. with a knife, Just... I think. And a mm-hmm. sheet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, I mean, it, it was... It lasted a long time this in English legal history at least and it was the precursor to trying to prove your case but again it's like how do you prove that you genuinely thought yeah. that you can't really can you, you can just be like, I it's, really really no. really did honestly I promise you just have to rely on the jury <laughs> to believe you and as we've seen earlier on in the episode they're just like meat bags like mouth breathing idiots who you need to be told be a, what to do you've just got to be a good uh, actor yeah like uh, geezer geezer cockney in it I see like that. I see any voice I can do any of them <laughs> uh, so yeah that, uh, that 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 started out bad and uh, didn't get any better to be quite honest in in the side of making me believe in ghosts well i mean this is one of those cases where it clearly was, was a man in a sheet that it wasn't a ghost yeah it was a like, man in a sheet like i have to scooby doo this one like man in a mask but would've, i can't would have got away from it with it if it wasn't for them <laughs> Pesky blunderbusses. Exactly, you know. So I can't, I can't, I can't persuade you this one because it's already been proved otherwise. You have to get me a case I can actually fucking say as a ghost. How are? That wasn't fair. You set me up. You suck. Well, we'll see if there's uh, any such thing as as real ghost stories. Well, there out is, there. but this isn't one of those times. But this is legal. This is legal stature now. So this is a bricklayer dressed as a painter and a decorator they got shot in the face by accident by a bloke who thought he was a ghost this, I can't do anything with this see the thing is he didn't get shot in the face by accident he got shot in the face on purpose well because he the whole looked point. a bit like a ghost because he was wearing white overalls but <laughs> had a face <laughs> yes uh. I mean you know I can't, I can't do anything with it. me and my people can't do anything with this aunt Okay. I'd be embarrassed to ring 
Zach. Well, talk into this one. Yeah. Well, if he hears this, he may be on the phone sooner than we think. Uh, <laughs> how dare you compare... I don't know how he speaks, but... How dare <laughs> you like compare me to, to an have 18th you, century rascal? Have you even watched Ghost Adventures? I feel like you've been watching a totally different show. <laughs> <laughs> been watching medieval horrors? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you've been watching Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you for that. And on that bombshell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as always, this has been the MO Podcast with me, Contumacious Anne. And me, Atreya. Thank you so much, and we podcast. shall see you all next time. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>